Hello there, this is uh, Moody Wadjo again, and uh, welcome again to a special episode. So today, I want to any questions. I just want to talk about things that you should be doing in order to help yourself with your uh, improvements, you know, uh, with the language and all. You know, a lot of people think like, uh, okay, so in order to improve your uh, speaking skills, you probably need to go out there and um, somehow speak with people. But unfortunately, most people don't have this opportunity, but they also forget that going up there and speaking to people might not be working, you know, uh, if you are not in the environment where the language is spoken. But um, I call this the rule of opposite, right? So, you know, you, you usually speak the way you you hear people speak, you know, think of a little child when they're learning a language for the first time. They, they kind of like, uh, they, they hear their parents speaking and for some reason they just figure out, right, later. Uh, after that, it's going to be a lot of trials and they're going to make a lot of mistakes, etc., etc. Same goes to you, but this part that I want to, spo- to speak about, especially uh, today, is the listening part, right? You know, you, you, you have a lot of opportunities to listen and listen doesn't need a crowd or a lot of people around you, you know. So each time that you feel like you're missing out because you don't have an opportunity to practice your speaking through interacting with probably native speakers, this is an opportunity that you should be practicing it by uh, listening, like listening a lot, you know. And uh, even if that is not enough, you could go and try to um, nurture other skills, you know. Uh, listening is is my favorite because when it comes to listening, it's that like you, you put all your attention into the sound of a, a speaker. You know, you don't have a lot of interactions, but when you're watching something, let's say a movie, you kind of have a lot of support through your eyes and the actions. So your attention to uh, the spoken words is very low. So if you want to improve your speaking, you have to go with the listening first, and you have to learn how to pronounce things properly. And then later you have to understand what is said before you try to say something. So listening is usually the most important thing before anything else. And there are lots of sources, you know, when it comes to uh, listening. And most people usually uh, prefer movies, as I said, but uh, the podcasts, for instance, uh, on interesting um, topics or the topics of your interest could be a good start. You know, uh, you could somehow try to find uh, the topics that you like most as um, um, a starter. You know, you usually have to go with something that you like and also uh, easy topics. You know, if you go with something that you like, but if it's too difficult, you might get bored. All right. But if you think that I could keep up with this one, I can I can go on. So keep on listening, you know. Uh, hours and hours you have to put hours you know it's just like you know people take it too easy when they practice a little bit for let's say half an hour every day or probably even not that much probably one hour every week they're expecting a lot so in language learning there are so high expectations which is actually uh, irrelevant and um, illogical compared to the effort that you're putting you know so if you don't put enough uh, effort on something especially when it comes to, to language practicing it every day and putting hours and hours uh, in daily basis you can't expect to be fluent you know native speakers are not fluent because they just were born in that um, environment so they're fluent because they keep on using this language in their entire life you know so if they were just born there and they spoke for like three or four years and then they had left the place they totally forget i have a lot of examples with so many friends of mine 
who uh, were born in the native-speaking countries, but uh, they just lived there for a couple of one or two years. And right now they are uh, trying to improve their uh, speaking skills as well, just like everybody else, you know. So it's, it's not about being born in a place. It's about a massive amount of practice in daily basis. You know? So you have to, to, to put on your, your practice. And as I said, if you, you don't have an opportunity to... Um, practice directly through speaking you have to listen a lot and another thing is like when you practice through speaking it's kind of like you're trying to retrieve the information that you already had and put it into practice and probably could learn two or three things from the person that you're speaking to but uh before you learn how to speak you have to go to listen a lot so that you could have a lot to to say you know Retrieving this information is a different practice, but first of all, you have to have this information, you know. So if you haven't listened to different uh, kind of speeches, different kind of conversations, you know, uh, different podcasts, etc., etc., then you won't have an idea what to say. You don't know how to um, construct sentences naturally, for instance, you know, etc., etc. So there are lots of things that you uh, need to do and you could be doing even if you didn't have an opportunity to practice. And another thing is um, people usually make this big excuse saying like, ah, you know what, I cannot work so hard on my language skills right now. I cannot improve myself because I'm not uh, living in, um, let's say, maybe um, um, that language speaking in a native, native environment. You know, this is a very big excuse. And uh, though being in an environment could easier your job, especially when it comes to listening and uh, hearing stuff and learning the um how can I say, informal ways of talking. But I think this is a big excuse because in language learning, it isn't just about uh, uh, speaking. It isn't always about speaking. There are other skills such as uh, writing. You know, you could do this. You don't have to be in the specific environment. You know, you, you can do it from your, your, your room. You know, you don't have to have people around. You could try to write. And if you have only one person who could check, your work and correct it then wow there you go and nowadays we have a lot of applications which can help you with that so even if nobody's checking it um, if you have those applications you could at least get some uh, basic corrections from those applications so you can learn how to to write better you know and uh, before you start writing as i told you the rule of the opposite it's like you have to go first with the uh, um the reading first, you know, because you usually write the way you, you read things, you know, especially for uh, the new language, you know. So you, you kind of have to read a lot, you know. Once you read a lot, then you'll be able to write well, you know. Lots of writers, for instance, even book writers, they're good readers. Because each time you read something from another person, you learn something, and then adding your imagination, boom, you come up with something even greater, you know. Uh, so you have these three skills that you could practice even if you're not in a native environment and spend 100% of your time on these three skills so that whenever you have an opportunity to have a chance to speak with um, a native speaker or to practice, you have only one problem to worry and that would be just speaking, you know. So a lot of people who are making these excuses saying that I'm not in the native environment, they're kind of like, um, don't even do anything. So when they go to a native environment, they learn how to speak, but still they have difficulty in reading. Wow. So all this waiting for what, you know? 
you're still in the native environment, you could speak to people and you're very fluent, but you, you still cannot understand when you read, you know, so you have to do a lot of reading when you're not in that environment. That shouldn't be an excuse. So you have like more than uh, 70% of um, the skills solved by yourself just from the comfort of your room, you know, not even going outside and speaking to somebody, right? So you can do this starting with uh, where you are, you know, you get the first 75% and then later you're going to worry about 25%. And even that, you could say like, if you are looking seriously for the environment that completes the whole 100%, you could still do that. But for the time being, if you don't think you have an opportunity to uh, focus on the speaking part, then you could just focus on the other three skills. But uh, say that you're preparing for a specific exam, let's say an exam like this one, right? So uh, it's an ILS speaking exam and you have to be good at this. Then you have to do this by using a lot of different methods that I have developed myself and uh, they have helped to uh, improve the speaking skills of um, a lot of my former students. Say like, uh, first of all, I go with uh, recording yourself, right? So say you're going to um, a book or any kind of an article and then you're reading it and then you're preparing a summary for it and then later you just press the record button and then you start speaking all right so later when you you're done you press the play key and then listen to how alpha you are right it could be scary in the beginning it's like wow this how i sound you know but this is really good for the self-check then you go and do it again and again and after some time you just find yourself improving this is a little bit slower compared to when you have a tutor who is training you and uh, correcting your mistakes on spooled, etc., etc. That's just a different level, you know. But uh, when you're alone, you cannot have a tutor 24-7, right? So when you're alone, you could do this one and then later you go to a tutor and then you'd see the improvement, you know. So you have one hour with a tutor after every two or three days and then you have the rest of the time. You don't just wait for the next time you have an opportunity to talk to the tutor, no. You have to do something by yourself, you know. Even if the tutor were, were to teach you um, uh, for two hours every day, they had to practice with you for two hours every day. Yeah, that would be enough. And you, after a certain point, maybe let's say two or three months, you might be able to speak fluently. But that's not the, the, the point, you know. Uh, a lot of people mistake... Uh, um, mistaken the, the the whole idea of fluency with uh, being able to master the language. Everybody could be everyone could be fluent with enough practice, but when it comes to to, to mastering, it's much more about uh, repetition and getting used to it, being part of it. It's like how many times have you repeated it? It has to become the second nature. So the fluency that had been um, gained after a practice of three months let's say two hours in a day isn't um, really fluent i say it's really superficial and you could lose it in the next three months if you don't practice it but if you put more hours all right and make this a continuous practice and not get satisfied and then you should be satisfied at the point when you think like oh you know what i'm never gonna go back you know i won't be able to lose what i have right now then that is, 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 you're ready. You know, you could say like, oh yeah, I'm ready for anything, you know. But even that, you still need to uh, involve and take this uh, language or put this language as a part of your, your life, you know. 
like changing lifestyle the way you interact and you don't have to interact you are with the only you are the native speakers you know you're of your own language right? then you have to go there and try to kind of find other people as well who are um, the native speaker of this language you have to probably be friends with them you know you have to create the environment maybe work maybe writing or something like that right and to begin with if you you want to know one secret um, I myself have learned like a lot of languages but the one thing that I have found out so far is that if you know that you won't be able to use that language in the future as frequent as much as you can and um, you are so obsessed with the fluency then you probably shouldn't start to begin with because you are going to be stressful because every time you go after a few months you feel like you're going back to where you had started you have a loss that you had you have spent years practicing and learning in your language and then later before you know it you have forgotten you're not fluent anymore so you have to create an environment whereby you're going to use this language actively in the future and if you don't have such an environment or you don't imagine such an environment then probably you shouldn't start or Maybe if you're hopeful, or in other words, you are wishful, you know, you could learn it and hope for an opportunity to present itself, uh, an opportunity for you to uh, force yourself into using that language. But unfortunately, after the third language, it's all for the hobby. You know, the benefits of the language comes with, um, especially when it comes to professionalism, right? Um, uh, professionally, if you want to use a language, you have to be really good at it. And then after the third language, the rest of it is, uh, how can I say, um, uh, you do this for, for the fun of it, as some kind of hobby. So if you're a tutor, teaching more than three language is already going to take most of your time, unless you have maybe one student for each language. You know, um, so the fourth one and the fifth one won't be as much as it is uh, supposed to be. And uh, tutoring or teaching somebody, for instance, right? This is just an example because a lot of polyglots they go out there and they kind of teach languages, you know, so uh, or do some translations. So you, you need to spend a lot of time with each of these languages. So if you don't have enough time for each one of them, then after some time you are going to lose your ability. And um, otherwise, you have to spend like all your time just reading, reading, reading a lot, you know. And this has nothing to do with your IQ and, and your memory. Your IQ and your memory being at a certain level is what helps you to learn to begin with. Like you're going to three, four, five languages, etc. But maintaining them has much to do with the, the time you spend, you know, more time that you put on this um, activity, you know. So it's, it's, it's beyond your ability, you know, it's beyond your talent. So that's where a lot of people fail. You know, a lot of polyglots also fail. You know, and that ability to uh, spend more time with uh, more and more languages, you always feel like something is missing, right? You're never going to reach that perfection, etc., etc. When it comes to teaching and using it professionally, it's the same thing. So that's why I, I usually um, advise my students, like, if you want to know a lot of languages and you want to use them professionally, then three is the top most. Okay, your native languages and two more um uh foreign languages that's that's it right the three of them you could totally use them very effectively after the fourth uh, after the third one the fourth the fifth and, and more and more you kind of like losing your um how can i say um productivity and your efficiency and the level of mastering this language there are only few people who are super lucky if you were lucky enough to be traveling very frequently and interact with people of those languages like in daily basis every day somehow you could be able to maintain to five or six languages in a professional level 
you know, say for my own case here, right, I have my own uh, big eight that I know very well. I have my own big five that um, I have a lack of teaching three of them. And one of them is because it's my native language, right? I mean, of those three, I mean, like it, I have my native language that is almost impossible to forget because I communicate with um, my uh, parents and I've been using it my entire life and have a lot of friends I'm communicating using this language today. And then plus I have uh, three more, which are not my native, but I'm teaching them. All right. And then plus one more, it's because I'm living in a country where it's spoken. So I have my big five, three of them teaching and one of them native. And another one is um, kind of like uh, the native language of the place that I'm living. So this helps me to kind of maintain five of them. After that, it's almost a big, big lie. You know, after that, it's almost uh, about you forcing yourself too much into um, maintaining and reaching uh, the level of fluence, etc., etc. Anyway, uh, all in all, is uh, the whole process of learning is a lot of fun. So if you're looking out for having a lot of fun and enjoyment and learning a lot about different cultures, that's it. So you don't have to stop. So you go for it. Anyway, uh, without further ado, I'm going to finish this episode in here. It has been a little bit longer, almost 20 minutes, I'm not sure. But um, the only thing that I want to persist on is going on with uh, practice, 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 practice. And... Uh, Take the best of what you have. They say use what you have to get what you want. So focus on what you have and the opportunity that you have right now to improve your uh, learning skills. Anyway, this is um, Muli Bajan. Thank you very much for listening.